This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to Bet and Breakfast, a podcast from BetSided. Hey, does anybody want coffee? Who wants coffee? It's sports betting for everyone. I'm here to tell you today that the New York Yankees season is done. Stick a fork in them, it's over. Lamar Jackson, I can't believe he's that low on the list that he's my bet for sure at this point in the season. Early leans, best bets, props, parlays. If you can bet it, we've got it. I'm taking the over on this. If you look at the last five games, this is a game waiting for points to be scored. Tom Brady, I think everyone's heard of him. If Brady puts up the numbers, they have the 10th easiest schedule the rest of the way. Get in, get out, and you're ready to go. I think they're going to have to give him the award if Dallas ends up locking up this division and possibly even that number one seed. And here are your hosts, Ben Heisler, Ian McMillan, Peter Dewey, Donovan Smoot, and Reed Wallet. What comes before anything? What have we always said is the most important thing? Breakfast. Family. I thought you meant the things you need. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Bet and Breakfast, May 29th, the last Bet and Breakfast of the month of May. Myself, Peter Dewey. Glad to have you here. Big Formula One race going on, Peter. Who you got? Dude, I actually have not checked. I forgot there was Formula One this weekend, so I, I have not looked. I had a bunch of people like text me and go, are you watching Formula One right now? And I was like, I forgot they're racing this weekend. I feel like the safe thing is just to say Max Verstappen because I feel like he wins every other week anyway. So uh, that would be my big, guy. Big drama so far in the race. They're in the middle of a red flag, which means they've stopped. Um, and Ferrari was winning and there was a pit stop issue. And Charles Leclerc got angry at his pit crew and was yelling at them. It's been It's been a dramatic start to the Formula One race, Peter. Uh, but that is not what we we are here to talk about today. Uh, we're going to briefly touch on Rangers Hurricanes, going to get into some live bets for the Charles Schwab Challenge, which is a PGA Tour event going on right now. Uh, then we are going to talk Heat Celtics Game 7. i got a bone to pick with you about that. And then we're going to finish off with our best bets uh, of the night tonight. Uh, is that a little bit of a new background, Peter? Is that, uh, was is. that Yankees World Series Champions banner? It is got a little Yankees World Series champions banner. The uh, the light coming in from my window is blocking my Knicks uh, plaque right here, so that's unfortunate. I got a little homage to the goat Michael Jordan uh, to my to my left, and then a little basketball. You know, we're, we're we're sprucing it up. Still got some some things to go. Thinking about putting up a sign, um, with like a letter sign, basically. Like you ever see one of those things where you can kind of just like create your own message every day? Yeah, I think just like whoever I decide to bet on that day for the show that's going to be the message. So like it would be like Jimmy Butler, Jim Harden, some funny sh- stuff like that and do that. Um, but yeah, we're so, it's work in progress, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Are you concerned that putting up a banner with the Yankees world series titles is like cursing them this year and like jinxing them? No, I don't, I can't believe in a, 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 a curse. Like the thing for the thing for the Yankees is the last, like, what's it been now? 12, 13 years. Like they've really only had like a World Series caliber team, probably like I'd say five of those years. So um, this year, I feel like they it could be they got to stay healthy, but no, they're not going to win or lose based on what I have in my background. I'm convinced of that because I've, well, not- I've had nothing or something of the Knicks in my background. They stink regardless, so it doesn't matter. Well, uh, I don't know if it, if it's going to affect them or not, but the Yankees are going to have a terrible second half of the season and miss the playoffs. So I'm looking forward to watching you score when that happens. Uh, speaking of uh, a New York team, let's uh, briefly touch on the Rangers. 
Well, a forced game seven against the Carolina Hurricanes. The Carolina Hurricanes this season are now 7-0 and at home and 0-6 and on the road. Uh, so if you've been betting on Hurricanes games in the playoffs, if you, literally if you just bet uh, the home team in every single game, you would be up a ton of money. So Rangers won last night, forced a game seven. Uh, you are a Rangers fan. What are your thoughts on this? Can they get it done in game seven? hope so. Like we've been talking about all playoffs, like it's going to all depend on if Igor Shesterkin can just carry them because that's just what's happened in all three games that they've won. Um, the Rangers on the road scare me a little bit, but obviously since the Penguin series, they're now 4-0 facing elimination in these playoffs. So clearly with their backs against the walls, they're they're playing well enough. Um, Carolina at home scares me, though. I know you have, you have a little stat for this because you sent it to me this morning. They've been like insanely better at home than on the road. So – Obviously not great to have a game seven that's not in your building, but I think they have the best player on the ice. I think Shesterkin is the best player. So in basketball, I'm always inclined to say best player probably wins the the game in a game seven. Um, so I'm going to use that thinking in hockey, even though it's probably not true, so that I want the Rangers to win. But Carolina's tough, man. They're tough. Yeah, here's a, here's a little stat to just prove how much Igor Shesterkin has stolen the series for them. The Hurricanes this series, their expected goals per 60 minutes is 3.65. Their actual goals per 60 minutes is 1.82. So almost a full two-goal difference is what Shesterkin is making in these playoffs. It's insane. It's not fair. I'm upset about it. The Rangers do not deserve to be this deep into the playoffs. They don't have that good of a team. And one, one player, one goalie is just stealing it for them, so... Uh, I'll be a massive, and I'm also, to be fair, I do have a Hurricanes uh, ticket for them to win the Cup. So uh, my Flames tickets have already uh, gone down in Flames, pun intended. Uh, so the Hurricanes are my, the only team I have left alive. So go Canes, go. I have um, in our pool, our bet side of pool, the NHL playoff pool, I had the Rangers winning the Cup. Very biased, but I don't know enough about hockey. So I was like, I'm just going to root for what I want to see happen. Um so this would be big for me because I don't think that many people had the Rangers winning the cup. Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't checked, but um, we'll give, give me a little separation um, from the rest of the pack. I'm uh, to living in New York while the Rangers are very good and the Yankees are very good as hell. Just imagine uh, if the Knicks were good, dude. It would be even crazier. Like I would actually, like I would kind of like if the Knicks were good though, because that's like a feel good story because they've been bad for so yeah, long. I like. The Yankees and the Rangers is definitely bad. I get, like, not being a New York fan, I completely get how your pain. Bro, the Knicks would be – it's a whole different – I mean, last year they made the playoffs. People were running in the streets going crazy when they went over 500 before the All-Star break. Like, it's just a whole – it's a whole different vibe. Like, if the Knicks ever win a title, like, I'm genuinely concerned New York City is just going to burn to the ground because, like, it's just going to be mayhem, dude. Like, it's going to be mayhem. Because people love that team so much, and they put them through so much. At least the Rangers have been good, and the, they've won a cup. And like and the Yankees have been, they're always are, are good. So like, you don't have that like longing for something. But yeah, I can I understand for you, it's got to be hell right now because yeah, I would not want to be there. It's got to be terrible. Uh, let's dive into some little golf, little Charles Schwab challenge. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, who like three four months ago had zero wins on the PJ Tour, now has four wins. Uh, is the number one ranked golfer in the world and is uh, 18 holes away from getting his fifth win of the season. Uh, just insane. an insane run. I thought Scotty Scheffler run was over because he hadn't been great the past few weeks. Uh, but here he is. He has a two-stroke lead heading into today. Uh, they tee off. Uh, Scotty Scheffler and Brendan Todd, the final group, will tee off at 2.15 p.m. Eastern. 
Uh, so I figured out we'd give some live picks uh, out for this. Peter, I know you're not a big golf guy, um, but uh, I figured I'd get your opinion. So who, yeah. if you were to live bet this tournament with Scotty Scheffler having a two-stroke lead, who you got? Yeah, I think I'm going to take Scotty, um, to be honest with you. Like, the, the thing for me, I have nothing. I know, it's a square play. I know, I know. But I have I have nothing. Obviously, I have nothing in pocket. Like, the only tournaments I've bet are the, so far this year are the Masters and the PGA because it's obviously just such big events. Um, but the thing I, I think, and you talked about it last week when we were talking about Mito uh, Pereira on the last day, is, like, guys who haven't won before, like, you see them kind of collapse sometimes on the last day. And guys who have won before, like, there's, like, a sense of, like, I've done before like i can do this like like you said scotty yes coming into this year had not won before but he's killing it this year and he knows what he's had to do to close out what four tournaments already so far this year so for me i think you know him closing out the masters not having like not having this like being as big of a tournament as big of like oh my god if i blow this like it's gonna go down and like like it's just not not the the same kind of pressure two stroke lead like He's been, he's been the best golfer on tour all year. Like I, I think at minus one thirty five, like yeah, you got to lay some juice with it. But I, I can't see like the other guys behind him. I'm just like they could play good today, but I just don't think Scotty's gonna have like a blow up like Pereira did last week, where he puts himself in a position where he can't win it. Like he may shoot, you know, one over, for, you know, the first six seven holes, but like he's still gonna be in contention at that point. I think he can close with this this big of a lead. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, exactly what you just said is what I was going to say as well, is that like in these tournaments where a golfer has a couple stroke lead heading in the final round, if he's like a guy who's not used to winning on tour, there's a, a pretty good chance that he's going to collapse. The number one ranked golfer in the world, not quite as big of a chance. Um, but there are still some guys within range that if other guys have really good rounds, like Scotty Scheffler could still like play decent today and still not win. It's not like he has a big enough uh, lead where he can just shoot even par and guarantee himself a victory. Mm-hmm. So uh, I went a little bit further off with, uh, off the board. And by the way, a little pat myself on the back for last week calling Justin Thomas for having a chance uh, heading into Sunday. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, though, I didn't bet on it myself, so I can't pat myself on the back too much because I liked it, but not enough to part with my own money. Um, going with the guy who's 10-1 to 1 heading in, in, into the final round today. Uh, and that is Harold Werner the third. He is currently three strokes back. I think if you're going to live bet this event, I wouldn't go anyone worse than seven under, which is four strokes back. Uh, Harold Werner is three strokes back. Now, I'm a little bit concerned he hasn't won on the PGA Tour before in his career. He does have two international victories, uh, but none on the PGA Tour. But the reason why I kind of like him uh, is because he can score birdies. And if you're going to ca- catch Scotty Scheffler, like I said, you, you can't just hang around and hope Scheffler is going to collapse. You have to go and get him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Harold Werner ranks 11th on the PGA Tour in birdies per round. Uh, averaging 4.35. So if he can go out and shoot six under, uh, his big thing is obviously just limiting bogeys. Like he can't, he can't give up strokes with bogeys, but if he goes out and shoots, you know, six under, um, that's going to put some pressure on Scotty Scheffler to at least do something uh, to really get the win today. So at 10 to one, I think that's the best value bet on the board. Uh, I don't really like the guys who are two strokes back, Brendan Todd or Scott Stallings. I'd go Brendan Todd if you had to, but uh, I think the best value bet here is Harold Varner. He's the, he, he, in my opinion, is the only one who kind of has the firepower to do it. I like that. I think I think at this point, if you're not taking Scheffler, like you want to take someone who's you know a little bit further down because like if you're going to hit this bet, like obviously they're going to have to play great, but like you want the return on investment here. Like you're not going to 
you know, I think that it, you have to take – it's similar to what you said about Justin Thomas last week. Like, you said the exact same thing. Like, Justin Thomas had the firepower to go low and, like, catch Mito, even though he was, what, four strokes back on Sunday last week? Was he was four? seven. At one point, seven Justin back? Thomas was eight strokes back at one point on Sunday. Jeez, dude, that's that's crazy. I didn't think it was – I <laughs> forgot it was that much. So, yeah, like yeah. you, but you said it exactly last week. You called it. You were like, he has the firepower. If anybody's going to go low and do it, it's going to be Justin Thomas. So – I think that's the way you have to look at this because, like, you're right. Scott, the odds of Scotty Scheffler, like, shooting over parts, I just don't see it happening. He's played too right. good. Like, he's already minus – like, he's probably – like, a bad round, like, I think he probably shoots even. And then it's like, okay, you have to make up three shots. You need somebody who's going to shoot four under at that at Varner's spot regardless. So, I like it a lot. I like that for yeah. sure. Also, by the way, shout out to Mito Pereira, who just lost in one of the biggest collapses in major tournament history. Uh, coming back with a very solid tournament is T9 right now at six under. So usually you see guys, especially guys who haven't won before on tour, who have these big collapses, they just psychologically fall apart. Um, not the case for Mito. He's right back in the mix. So shout out Mito Pereira. Um, Love yeah, very that. interesting. Good for him. Good for him. I got, I got a couple T top, top 10 and top 20 bets I'm rooting for today. I need Christian Bizade Noon. I need Kevin Naw. Uh, I forget who else I had, but. Well, what happened to Webb Simpson? Yeah, he's over. Had a bad round yesterday. Um, All right, so that's a little golf talk. Uh, Let's dive into tonight's. I mean, obviously, this is the the big story for today. Game 7. Celtics, Heat. Um, I said I had a bone to pick with you. Peter, we have talked before. I don't know if it's on streams or meetings or or just kind of in our Slack channel. Uh, You went on record saying the Heat absolutely stink, one of the worst uh, one seeds in NBA history. There's no chance they beat the Celtics. You were, I, I've never heard you trash on any team, athlete, or anything before in my entire life. Now here we are at game seven. Are you nervous that that take is going to come back and bite you in the ass? Because it kind of already has. It, 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 I mean, it did because I, I thought they were going to get rolled in game six. And, like, I do want to say Miami – Healthy Miami is not one of the worst. One, the team that showed up in this series with all the injuries, yes, they've been horrible. The Celtics are also very, very good. Like, I'm not taking it. Like, I, I've said Boston, I think, is the most complete team left in the playoffs. I said this before the conference finals started. I wrote a story about it. Like, I, I think they are. The issue is, I've said this time and time again, the Celtics have beat themselves in all of these games that they lost. They've turned the ball over a ton. In game six, it was 99-99, and Jalen Brown got fouled with, like, two minutes to go, and he's one of the best players on the league he's probably top 20 player in the league and he misses two free throws and Miami comes down and they score and it completely shifted the momentum in the game and the Celtics have done that t- like they had a ton more free throws than Miami in that game they have shot themselves in the foot in every single game that they've lost in the series and the way I look at this Ian and I feel free to debate me on this but every game Boston has won in this series they have won comfortably like 20 plus points blown them out Miami has won not only has Boston played horribly but Miami has had to eke out a single digit victory basically in the final minutes to save their ass and win the game so my thing here I I just don't like I'm I I just don't see like the Celtics are three-point favorites and people think that's wild because they're on the road in the game seven like they're the better team they are 100% the better team and Miami is banged up like we got a Jimmy Butler master class in game six Kyle Lowry played his best game he's played in months in game six. 
and they won. And those guys have been banged up this whole postseason. They haven't played well. So go I you hope to pick me to go ahead, but I, I am not backing off the stake. I think Boston wins tonight. Big players make big plays in big games, and that's what Jimmy Butler is. The sign is. of a good team is being able to win those close games, to be able to hit those free throws, and the Celtics have not done that this entire series. So to me, it actually makes the Heat seem like a better team. Sure, the games they lost, they lost by a lot, but they're winning the close games. They're winning when it matters. And you're just yeah. your take that the, the Celtics games that they lost, they just played horribly, and that's why they lost? I mean, isn't that just part of losing? Didn't the Heat just play horribly in their is. losses? Is it is like this? I and I hate to say this because like it's just not like like I've watched every single playoff game like the locked in like watch every game like you watch the games Miami loses and like they just don't like they don't have it but like it's like they can't score at all and Boston's games that they've lost like they've hung around and then it's come down to like in the like the game one. They were up seven at the half, and in the third quarter, they just turned the ball over like eight times. Miami got a ton of points off it. They went on like a 20-2 to two run, and then somehow Boston had it within seven again with like a minute to play. And then game three was the same thing. Miami went up 17 at the end of the first quarter. They It looked like, you know, here we go. We got the ball on the other side, and Boston had it within, you know, two, three points late in the fourth quarter. And so, like, I just don't know if Miami has the firepower to like put this Celtics team away if they're playing well. Like the games they've lost, they have not played well. They won game four playing poorly. They shot below 40%, got 23% from three, and they still won. So like it's not like Boston has to play their A game to win these games. They won that game by 20 points. Like Miami, like it's A game to win any game in the series. Boston's like put up a couple B game performances and they've won. It sounds so cliche, but that like that's what's happened in this series so i just don't unless jimmy butler goes crazy tonight again which he might but like he's banged up he has a knee injury like he put everything into that game six if he doesn't score 40 points i don't know if they win like i really don't and maybe he does but like am i gonna bank on jimmy butler scoring 40 points against miami team I, I have a know. question. I have I a question. Why why are you yeah. a New York sports fan dying on the hill of the Boston Celtics? I don't want to be Aren't I'm you being ashamed honest, as a though. New York sports fan to be dying on the hill of a Boston team? Listen, there is nothing I would love more for this Boston team to get knocked out of the playoffs because I can't it doesn't stand sound like it. It sounds like you're but a Celtics I'm being, fan. I'm being I'm being honest for the people. Like I'm here, people are coming to us for betting advice. I'm being honest with you. The Celtics are the better team. Like I'm not gonna sit here and play some ruse that Boston stick. Like they're the better team. It is like they, they their defensive range better, their offensive range better in the playoffs. Like they're hitting more shots from three-point range. Like they are the better team in this series. Home court advantage is going to matter tonight because it always seems to in Game 7. But at the same time, the Celtics went into Game 7 against the Bucks, and I thought that, you know, Milwaukee had a good chance. Obviously, they have Giannis. So I was like, oh, Milwaukee's got a chance. And Boston ran them out of the gym. So I I just don't – I think people are – the Celtics team has – like and from myself as well early because I in the playoffs I said they I didn't think they could get through the Nets and the Bucks, and they did that. So I was wrong. But like this Celtics team all season long has been unbelievable defensively. And that matters in these games. Like we look at the total in this game, it's 196. Like game sevens tend to be rock fights. I believe unders in game sevens over like the last 10 years are hitting at like a 66% clip or something like that. It's it's a crazy, crazy number. And Boston's been awesome after a loss this postseason. They're five and oh, they have not lost two games straight. So 
I just, I just don't, I don't know if I see it for Miami tonight. Like they're going to have to have a great Jimmy Butler game and a great somebody else game. Cause I don't know who that somebody else is going to be. Like I've said, they've been playing roulette this entire postseason. If Tyler Hero doesn't play tonight, I just don't know who steps up and is like the, the savior in this game. And maybe Boston lays an egg, but I just I don't see it. I think they're going to be fine. I think next time we stream, uh, instead of a Yankees banner behind you, you're going to see like a Red Sox banner behind you because I think you're just turning into a Boston sports fan. Never that. Just, I, for one, find it disgusting. Never that. Never that. I'm, I'm just being honest, dude. As an NBA fan, like I just don't – Miami is just not – I just don't think they have it. And, like, I think if the Celtics made the finals, they could give the Warriors a serious run. I think that would be a great series. I think if Miami made the finals with all the injuries they have, unless somebody – like, they're only going to have, what, two two days, three days off after the series before the finals start. Like, unless Tyler Hero is going to be able to come back, which I, I don't know, and unless Kyle Lowry miraculously is, like, back to his old self, which I don't think he's going to be. He has a hamstring injury. Like, those don't just go away. Like, I don't think Miami really sticks with the Warriors just scoring-wise. I think Boston can because they have Brown and they have Tatum. But this it's going to be a fun game tonight. I, are you going to watch this one is the real question. I was just going to say that big announcement. This will be my first NBA playoff game that I'm going to watch tonight. It's Game right. 7, Eastern Conference Final. I hate the Celtics. I'll be cheering for the Heat. Go Heat, go. I, I'll tune in. It might not be till halftime, to be honest, but I'll, I'll watch. Okay. All right. I can, I can live with that. That's fair. That's All right. fair. Let's get into our best bets. Why don't we just stay right here in the NBA, uh, Peter? Give me um, – let's start – yeah, whichever bet you want to go with first. I know we have two for the NBA game today. Whichever one you want to dive into first, let's let's do that. I'll finish off with Sunday night baseball. Yeah, I'm, I'll start with the, the, the simple one. I'm taking the Celtics to win. Um, I bet them when they're two point favorites at minus 145. I, I don't want to risk any points here. I'm not – because I can see this being – a close game is the nature of game sevens with a low total, but I think Boston wins. Um, like I said, Miami has been like, shout out to them for forcing a game seven. I think as myself, especially any, they were nine point underdogs in game six. Like nobody thought they were going to win game six and they did. So I will give them credit there at the same time, like Jimmy Butler, 47, 47 points or 45 points. Like, he had to go crazy. Kyle Lowry had 18 and 10. He had his best game of the playoffs so far. Um, Max Schroes finally started hitting shots. Thing for Miami, no time. Tyler Hero was unable to like slide defensively. That was the report ahead of game six, which is why he didn't play. I can't see a scenario where he plays tonight, which kind of limits their offense. Like I said, these games tend to be rock fights in game seven. This whole series is kind of played out like um, so. What it comes down to is best player in in the series is is normally where I'm leaning, and Jimmy Butler is probably the best player in the series. But Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are clearly number two and three. I think Boston has too much firepower down the stretch. I think they're going to win this game. They haven't lost two straight games all post postseason. Um, and Miami's offense, like yeah, they they scored enough in Game Six. The two previous games they scored 82 and 80 points, and they looked completely incompetent. So I think we see kind of a middle ground of that, and I think Boston's offense is just going to be a lot more like a sure thing you're going to see tonight. So unless all of the heat role players are playing well, I think Boston pulls this game out. So we have sat here, Peter, now for, for last week today. Uh, we've talked about this uh, in our chats. You have said that the heat are the far inferior team. The Celtics are the much, much better team. Uh, they're undefeated after a playoff loss, yada, 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 yada. You're basically saying the Celtics are the greatest team ever to ever exist. And the heat don't even <laughs> deserve to be in the playoffs. 
And then when it comes down to make your pick, you don't even take the three. You don't even lay the three points. You're too scared to lay the three points and just I'm take money line. Lay the three points. I am the three points. No way. No way, dude. No way. After dude. everything you said, it sounds like you'd be willing to lay an alternate spread of like ten points. Yeah. Well, that's what. I- Based on that, in game six, I was like, I'm laying all the points with Boston. They got burned, so I'm just going to take them to win because they win every time after they lose. So I just know I know they're winning this game. They're winning this game. I, I it's and it's going to kill me because they're going to be. But I know they're winning this game. Is the I have emo bet the Celtics the entire playoffs, and the only good thing is that I've been right. Like they're winning. That's just what happens. Like so. So let me so let me ask you this then. So obviously you think the Celtics are going to win. You're cheering for them with your bet. Uh, your heart, though, would you rather the Heat win? Like, who are you cheering for just as a fan? Yeah, dude, 100%. I would rather the Heat win. I don't want to see the Celtics in the finals. You say it yourself. I'm a all New right. York guy. I'm not it. But, like, if I'm being honest for, like, all of our viewers, the community, like, I think Boston's going to win. Like, the, the sports better, the unbiased anything. Boston is the better team. That is who I will bet on. It's not who I want to win, but, like, I'm being honest with all my picks. Like, I don't bet. I, I, I so It's the way it is. Like, I – they're going to win this game. All right. <laughs> I'll be on heat. Like I said, I'm not an NBA guy, but just to spite you and your take on the Celtics, give me the heat. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but you, you you have a player prop for this as well. Break down your player prop. Yeah. So I'm taking Derek White over eight and a half points. Um, Derek White's been really solid the last three games of the series. He scored uh, 13, 14, and 22 points. The big thing I like is his shots are way up. So first game of the series, Derek White played 29 minutes. He only took four shots. Then he didn't play in game two because of the birth of his child. Game three, he 14 minutes, took two shots because they were working him back into the rotation. But last three games, 41 minutes, 14 shots, 29 minutes, eight shots, 33 minutes, 14 shots. Marcus Smart has been banged up with several injuries this entire postseason, which means Boston's going to have to lean a little bit more on Derek White regardless. And he made a comment, in before game four, um, when he was getting the start for Marcus Smart, he said, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down aggressively. So he was like, I'm going to go out. I'm going to hunt my shot. I'm going to play hard. I'm going to try and like look to score. Because the big knock on him in this these playoffs at times, his, he's kind of just like shied away from looking for a shot. And you also look at Derek White's last – one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games. He has scored nine or more points in seven of those nine games. So I know it's a low total in a game seven, but the thing that I think with Boston that's different than um, Miami a little bit, because Miami is going to probably play nine or ten guys. Boston probably doesn't want to play more than seven, maybe eight guys, maybe Peyton Pritchard plays tonight. So Derek White's going to see a ton of minutes. Yes, it's a low total, but I think he gets nine points, especially if he stays as aggressive as he was last game. Like they were running some offense through him in game six. So I like him over eight and a half points. I feel like this is a low, low enough number where you can get in on a role player like this. Athletes need to do a better job of planning the birth of their children. How's that for a take? So funny thing is a few years, the year the, the I feel year like the it happens Raptors, all the time. Guys are missing year, like the finals and playoff games for like the year they should, the Raptors, they should be planning it out like nine months before like uh the, like the playoffs and like uh, potential finals. Like they should not have not be having sex. That's I mean it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. The funny thing is though the year the Dan Raptors Jefferson won the title. missed the Super Bowl for the Rams because because his that's right because the birth of his child. The, the year your Raptors won the title, though, I think you, you'll remember this. Fred Van Vliet had his kid mid-playoffs. And pre-having his kid, he was horribly, came back. Oh, that's true. Could have 
to miss a shot, and they won. They won. I'm starting to wonder if Derek White's on the Fred Van Vliet grind right now because he looks like pretty that. good. He looks pretty good. So that that is not how I was handicapping this, but I just thought it was funny. Like I was looking back, and I was like, the last time I remember a player this deep in the playoffs that had that happen was Fred Van Vliet, and like, I mean, he was fantastic in the finals. Like he couldn't miss. It was hilarious. Yep, I like that take as well. If you're shooting cold, advocate. There you go. It's the easy way. See, all you got the extra motive. I, my kid's going to look back on this and be like, hey, did my dad stink in the Easter Conference Finals? Yeah. <laughs> You're balling. There you go. There, there it is. Yeah. So it's a big thing in the UFC, too, the dad factor. Guys always seem to fight well uh, after the birth of a kid. Um, all right. Do you have any final thoughts about the NBA before I jump into Sunday Night Baseball? Um, only thing I'll say, I, I actually – I will say this. I think regardless of what happens tonight, I do think the finals is not going to be like like some we've, – we've seen too many finals like when the Warriors had Durant and stuff where it was like just like completely overmatched. And even the bubble finals where it was the, the Lakers against the Heat, I know it went six games, but like there was just no way that Miami team was beating the Lakers. I do think – like I think the Warriors would beat the Heat, but I think the Heat would like – make it interesting enough. Like we're, we're not going to have like blowout after blowout after blowout. Cause I think whoever comes out of the East matches up very well with golden state. I don't think anyone in the West was like able to go small enough to match state and like have their best players on the floor. Dallas was like the closest to that. And then the Warriors said, haha, we're going to go big on you guys. Cause we know you have no big. So like it, they, the Warriors, like they mix and match so well. I think both Boston and Miami can thrive if they go small. They can thrive if they play Robert Williams or Bam Adebayo at the center. So I'm very excited for this finals. I think it's going to be one of the best ones we've had in a long time. All right. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I think the Heat win it all. How about that? Uh, diving into uh, <laughs> some Sunday night baseball here. Uh, Mets, Phillies. I'm going to go with the Mets. Uh, minus 110 okay. odds at win bet against the Phillies in this matchup. Pretty easy handicap here. I don't have too much to dive into, but uh, the Mets very good against right-handed pitchers. If you're going to bet against the Mets, don't do it against lefties. Do it when they face right-handed starters, and they're facing Zach Wheeler tonight, who is, of course, a righty first in Major League Baseball and batting average against righties, second in OPS in Major League Baseball against righties. Uh, and if, if you know this game is still close, once the bullpens come into play, the Mets have a much better bullpen, 11th in bullpen ERA. Uh, uh, this month in the month of May, Phillies all the way down to 24th. It seems like the Phillies never have a good bullpen. Them and the Jays just never have good bullpens ever. Uh, so I was surprised that the Mets, uh, pretty good. I mean, ju- win, win bet only has 5% juice. I don't know if that's always the case, yeah. but like, um, I was surprised. I was, I was going to say they're picking, but they're actually their slight favorite because the Phillies, because of the juice, are at even money. So I, I was surprised to see the Mets only a very, very t- tiny favorite at home on Sunday night baseball when they obviously have the offensive advantage. They have the bullpen advantage. You might give the starting pitching advantage to the Phillies a little bit, uh, but just with how good the Mets bats have been against righties, I, I think I give them the, a pretty big edge in this game. So uh, I'll take some Mets for a little Sunday night baseball action. Uh, maybe that'll I'll have that on the second screen and maybe uh, the Celtics game seven on, on, the, on another screen. So if you're looking for lot. some Sunday night baseball, I like the Mets. I like that a lot. Chris Bass has been pretty good this year. Yes. That, that was a good trade by them, I think. He did it now, especially now that Scherzer and, and DeGrom are banged up. Um, I was going to ask you, so now if you're going to root for the Mets, you just want every New York team to be good so you can just spite everybody in New York? Is that what we're, what we're doing here? I mean, we're betting on the Mets. Yankees are already good. Rangers are good. What's going to happen, Ian? 
can't have the Mets. No, I, I, I like the I like I, I no, I'm I'm cheering for the little brother teams, the the non blue bloods. <laughs> as much as I used to hate the Islanders, now I'm kind of an Islanders fan. I really? Like the Mets. I'll be cheering for the Jets big time this season. Screw the Giants. Mets. I'm just gonna be I'm gonna be I know there's the blue blood teams. What do you call the other teams? The the red blood teams? I don't know. The Mets, <laughs> the Mets, Jets, uh, and Islanders. But then also I kind of like the Knicks because the Nets are no, no, yeah. I'll cheer for the Nets. I have to. Oh, they're no. They're Brooklyn. I have to. They're Brooklyn. I'm a Brooklyn boy. Oh, don't do that. Can't be doing that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I like That's, the Mets. That takes the whole thing. You said the underdog teams, then you take the Nets with Durant and Kyrie Irving. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, I kind of have to, though. They're, they're, they're Brooklyn. I'm a Brooklyn boy. They're, they're, they're the only true Brooklyn team. Yeah, that is true. That is very true. So, I'm kind of obligated to. Fair enough. Fair enough. Maybe if I move to Manhattan next year, maybe I'll start cheering for the Knicks. There we go. I think you should just move right next to the garden. Just Perfect. just build your own apartment right next to the garden. You just be Perfect. Mr. Knicks. I mean, they do. They do have RJ Barrett. That's I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They got the Canadian right. connection too. I mean, All right. I don't see the Nets. I flip flop back and forth on the Knicks and Nets. I don't see the Nets bringing in anybody. They they got Kyrie. Kyrie's Australian. He's from Australia. It's that they're no. Come on. I remember when two Canadians put up 30 points each against the Nets this year. I was there for that. Shout out Lou Dort and uh, SGA. Oh, that's right. Lou Dort. Dude, the Thunder got a lot of Canadian guys too. Damn. Yeah. Thunder are, are basically Canada's team. They have more Canadians I... than the Raptors. <laughs> do the Raptors even have anybody who's Canadian? I, don't I think actually so. was thinking about that. I don't think they do. I don't think so. <laughs> you think it would be like they used to. I forget, the, I forget the guy's name now. They used to have a Canadian. I don't, I don't remember his name anymore. Think Spurs, like I think for a while. Every year they got to take like a guy. One year they got to take a guy in like the second round with like the last pick of the second round who's just from Canada and he just sits at the end of the bench the whole time. The Raptors should be the only team allowed to have Canadians. How about that? Like the old NHL rule where the too. Montreal Canadiens were the only team that were allowed to have players from Quebec, which is why they won all their cups. The Raptors should be the only team that's allowed to have Canadian players. They would be so good if they did that. That team would be That'd insane. Be Jam- Jamal Murray, Wiggins, Barrett, SGA, Lou Dort. Like, they'd have a great team. Canadian basketball is on the rise, dude. Like, it is. Isn't Shaden Sharp the kid? Is Shaden Sharp from Canada? I don't know. There's a kid is. in the draft this year who's from Canada, I think. <laughs> don't know who he is. I'll get, I'll get that back to you. Hey, we're in the World Cup. We, we got basketball players. Um, Canada's coming up in sports, man. It's no longer just a hockey country. We've got a couple drivers in F1 right now. And if the Oilers win the cup, are the Oilers the only Canadian team left? Yeah, they are, right? Yes. Yes. So Oilers got to win. Are you rooting for them to win the cup? Yes. I hate every other. Well, yes. I hate every other team that's left. Okay. If it was Oilers, Hurricanes, because I know you have the Hurricanes future, would you root for the Oilers still? No, I'd probably root for the Hurricanes. Okay. But that would be the best case scenario. I'd be happy either way. So yeah. I'm definitely okay. rooting for a Hurricanes. Um, you know, it, the Lightning are going to three-beat. I mean, we're, we've gone way off topic. We've got to end the show. But the Lightning are going to three-beat. <laughs> Let's just be real. Yeah, the Lightning I, are gonna, their toughest challenge was the Leafs, and they won. So They haven't ran into Igor yet, though. They, that's that's oh. going to be the toughest one. <laughs> they're going to sweep the Rangers if they take on the Rangers next round. It's not even going to be close. <laughs> they're, they're the only team that actually has like just as good of a goalie. Andre Vasilevsky is just as good as Igor. So. Yeah, that's the issue. The Rangers can't score anyway, so it's like they'll lose every game one nothing. It'll be great. 
All right, we've gotten off topic. Let's wrap this up. We're about five minutes over time anyways. Uh, thank you all for watching. Like, subscribe on YouTube, all that good stuff. No daily bet slip tomorrow. Um, the graphic's going to say Monday to Friday, but not tomorrow because it's Memorial Day, my first Memorial Day in the United States. Um, I'm still going to be working, but we're not going to do daily bet slip. So daily bet slip will be back on Tuesday. Do we know who's doing the show that day? We do. It is going to be Ben and Reed on Tuesday. Ben and Reed uh, streaming on Tuesday. Uh, tune in for that. Uh, that will be fun. Uh, outside of that, everyone enjoy the action today. Sunday Night Baseball, Celtics Heat Game 7. Enjoy your long weekend. Uh, and We'll talk to you sometime this week.